Welcome to Chi Alpha at the University of Virginia. This podcast is a collection of messages designed to help you grow in our three anchors of real devotional life, real community, and real responsibility. We hope that you enjoy this message and that it encourages you in your spiritual growth. Well, it's joy for Ruth, my wife, and I to be here with you tonight. Thank you, Pastor Pat, for allowing us to be here. It's good to be back with uh, UVA. I think we've been here first time 20 years ago. Yes. <clears throat> Last year, we had to postpone because of pandemic. But I'm so excited to be here. I just returned from uh, Pakistan. A lot of things going on around the world. But tonight, and we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior yesterday. And I remember there was a song we always sing that because his leave, I can face tomorrow. And that's what happened in my life. I was born in a very strong Buddhist family. And when I was young, my grandfather was a Chinese medical doctor. And he became very, very rich. But the more he gets richer, the more politicians try to make money out of him. So he sent my father into politics to protect him. But after many years in politics, my father getting tired of politics. And I will tell you a little bit later why. So when I was born, both of them discussed and they decided that they will not go to send me neither to business nor to politics. But they want to send me to religion. So later on when growing up, they put me in Buddhist temple train to be a Buddhist monk. But the more I study about Buddha, and Buddhism doctrine, the more I found out hopeless. So I quit and tried to search for the truth. Unfortunately, that in the 60s, nobody preached the gospel in my town. So I ended up with witchcraft. And now I spent five more years. At the nine year, well, trained in Buddhism now, I've trained five years in witchcraft. And I become a master witch doctor with 3,366 gods. A little bit you will know how I can remember all the names. But the more I serve the, the gods, small g, the more they give me power to do a lot of things. And I was thinking that I will be enjoy my whole life. You know, be, now become a witch doctor. I control spirits in that little town. So my grandfather control in business. My father control in politics. But I control in spirit. So I have more power and money than both of them combined together. And as a young man, you know, I think that would be great. But in January of 1970s, missionary come to my town. And they have an open-air crusade. For three nights, I did not pay attention. But then, after that three nights, 
my whole town was shaken. And my witchcraft student came to me and said, Master, we are in trouble. I said, what gone? He said, well, since though the missionary came in our town, every night we lost our people that left us and went to joy with that new church. You better go shut it down or else you will to lose your job. I said, okay, tomorrow night I will go check it out. So next evening I went, been trained for 14 years in religion. I was expected that I go to see the missionary will perform the religion ceremonies. But I kind of disappointed because I don't really know how to perform a religion ceremony at all. All they did was singing, clap their hand, raise their hand, jump up and down, shouting. It was very noisy. And to Vietnamese perspective, that's not religion. Religion, in Vietnamese perspective, you have to be quiet so you can meditate and communicate with all other spirits. That's the reason why in Vietnam, if you walk into a traditional church, sometimes you can feel very quiet. You can even hear mosquitoes fly among their mists. But this group very noisy. But after all that noisy, they opened the Bible and they read the story of Jesus Christ. And he says, friend, listen, we are not come all the way from United States and Korea come to Vietnam to bring you another religion. All religions that seem good. But you know what? The more you involve in religion, the more you get burdened. Like every religion, they give you more of regulation, more law. A long list what to do, a long list what you cannot do. So now they give you burden after burden. But I have a good news for you. Jesus come, not stuck a religion, or form a religion, and invite you to come a religion. Because he knows that you are carry a lot of burdens in your life. That's the reason why when Jesus come, he said, come unto me, all are labor and heavy burdens, then I will give you rest. He said, friend, tonight, if you come with any burden in your life, we have a good news for you. Some of you, maybe doctor give you a very bad report. Some of you, maybe your spouse left you, or maybe your children left you. Some of you, maybe your job not doing well, your business is bankrupt. But I have a good news for you. Jesus is greater than all of your problems. Cast all your care to him because he cares for you. So if that's you, we love to invite you to bring all your burden to Jesus. And you know, with less 10 minutes, they made first auto call and I saw a long line of people in front brought their burden to Jesus. I recognized many of my followers. I would think, what are you doing here? You know? So they prayed for them and after pray, they sing another song. And they say, friend, listen, I know that every night many of you come with your burden and we pray for you. If any one of you in past three nights, you came with burden, but today, Jesus already take away all your burden. Our prayer will answer. We love to invite you to come in front to share your testimony. You will have victory based on the blood of Jesus Christ and your testimony. I am telling you, 
People ran from every corner to the front. And this lie, even longer than first lie. And I recognized many of my followers, even some leader under my leadership were there. And they start sharing their testimony. I thought myself, maybe though the American missionary, Korean missionary put all their money together to hire my own people to advertise for their religion. And I thought to myself, if I would stop them, sooner or later I'm going to lose my job. So that's now I start to pray to 1,000 gods. Um, if you can, later on you can put a slide, but um, I will continue. After three and a half hours, the church ended. And in spirit, I recognize none of my God show up and do the job they're supposed to do. When I left the church, I got frustrated. I wondering where all those 3,366 gods, and I called only 1,000, and none of them show up. Where were you? Were you in vacation without my permission? So on the way home, I decided next day I'm going to fast and pray with the 3,366 gods. And we'll come back next evening. So next evening I went back. When the church worshiping, I spent time to pray and chatting and call 2,000 gods. And again, Size, wonder, miracle take place. And after four hours, I recognize again, none of my God show up and do anything for me. When I left the church that night, I was mad. And I decided I have to do something else. So on the way home, I questioned the other God, what's wrong with you? Will you all sleep and forget, wake up to go to church with me? Tonight, I'm not going to sleep. I will spend whole night and wake you up. So tomorrow, together, we go to church and shut it down. I spend whole night praying with all those 3,366 gods. Next day, I went to church very early. The church starts at 7 p.m. 5 p.m., I'm already in the parking lot. When I park my moped, you know, 50cc scooter, so in American, you don't call motorbike, you call moped, right? In Vietnam, we call motorbike. Here, you call moped. Some people say scooter. So when I park, and I wait for an hour to see if any security come to take care of my moped. Because though the day, we have a lot of criminal, And normally, we say the moped fly without wings. <laughs> so I wait an hour. I don't see anybody show up. It's kind of funny, you know, sometimes in the church, you will find that devil go to church much more earlier than the Christian. The church starts seven. Devil show up at five. Christians show up at seven, seven fifteen, seven thirty. <laughs> so while I'm waiting for them, I come and lay hand over my moped and I command 20 gods. Stay here. Take care of my moped. So no one went away from me. On the way, walk inside the church. I found a speaker. Um, it's about this drum box. Sorry. 
because of the day they were electricity. So all missionaries must have their own generator. I lay hand over, pray, I command 20 guards, mess up this generator so they won't have electricity tonight for their church. When they walk into their church, of course they don't have all the expensive equipment like you have today. They have one um, organ of the day, but no electricity, you know, they have to pump very hard to have the air to play. They have a microphone, but not small one like I have today. They were big, and there were buttons. You have to push and talk and release it like a military radio. So I lay hand over all the equipment and pray and command other 20 guards. Mess up all the equipment so they cannot worship their God. I don't know if you pay attention, but devil don't want to see Christian worshiping God. You know why? Because Bible says God habit present among the worship of his children. And if God present among your worship, guess what? Liberation, deliverance, salvation will take place and devil will lose the control and they don't want it. So after I prayed for all this stuff, I went back, way back the court of the church, and I started praying, chatting with other guys. I told them, all my life, I saw you 3,366 guys. Tonight, only 60 of you on duty to take care of the moped, the generator, and the church equipment. So the rest of you need to show up and shut down the church. And they keep pray, 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 pray. Guess what? Almost four hours over. The church almost ended. And in spirit, I recognize there were no any God that I call show up. I'm wondering what will be my next step to do to shut down the church before I go to lose my job. I heard they made a, an announcement. Say, friend, if any one of you been here in past few nights, if you heard the word of God, if you saw the miracle, if you heard many wonderful testimonies, but still you have any question in your mind, don't let go the question prevent you from giving your life to Jesus. I would like to invite you to print all your questions with us to find the answer. It's better to leave the church with the answer than the question. From way back in the corner, I stood up and I ran at the quicks as I could because I thought they made a very big mistake when they made that announcement. So I am afraid they're going to change their mind. So I ran in the front. I introduced myself, who I was, what I'm doing. I've been here three nights. I heard everything. I saw everything. But yes, I have a lot of questions. And this is the deal. If you're able to answer all of my questions, I will go to quick all my gods and come to joy with your group. But if you're not able to answer all my questions, you better pack and leave my town and leave my people alone. I thought I have the best deal. And they say, sir, we don't know if we're able to answer all of your questions. But we have a book called Holy Bible. This is the Word of God. And he will give the answer. And you see this big Bible, right? But their Bible was double than this Bible. You know, 60 years ago, missionaries always carry big Bible. I don't know if it made them more holy. I don't, I don't know if they tried to scare the devil in Vietnam by the big Bible. But I was laughing because that Bible is big. And I thought to myself, are you kidding me? I was trained for 14 years with three books of Buddha. 
I never found the truth. How come your Bible less than one foot and you try to tell me you have all the answer? But guess what? Almost two hours, all my tough questions were answered in a book called Holy Bible. This book led me to realize that greater he is living God than there were 3,366 God that I served for many years. So I lost the battle. I kneel down, accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm glad that I lost the battle, but now I won in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Stand up from the pulpit, I was so excited. So I quickly ran back to the parking lot so I can drive home and tell a story. Guess what? By the time I reached to the parking lot, I walked around for 10 minutes trying to look for my moped. I couldn't find my moped. Ah, now I understood why 3,366 gods, none of them show up because they all together disappear with my moped. You know, from that moment on, I learned a lesson. Whenever I do crusade, I always remind people, if you park your moped, your bicycle, your horse outside, you have your God taking care of them, quickly go back and renounce it. Otherwise, tonight you give your life to Jesus, they will take away from you. Because they will come to do nothing but to steal, to kill, to destroy. But I'm glad that Jesus come to give you life and life even more abundant. Hallelujah. So now instead of 20 minutes driving home, it took me an hour to walk home. While I was walking, they would say, Ah, you follow Jesus, huh? you not only lost your moped, but you're going to lose everything. And an hour, I reached to my home. I walked inside the house. I was shocked. It was very late at night. My whole family still awake and waiting for me. And I walked in, I was greeted by my grandfather. He said, Grandson, I'm glad you're home, but you know what? The news already reached home before you return home. The whole town are wondering what are you doing tonight? Will you try to make some fun with the other missionary? Or you are serious about following Jesus? I was excited. I said, Grandpa, I'm serious about following Jesus. I said, what? For years, I invest into your life. You become a Buddhist monk, you're not happy with Buddha, you quicks. You become a witch doctor with over 3,000 gods, you quicks again. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with Buddha? I said, Grandpa, there is nothing wrong with Buddha. I respect Buddha. But I only have one question about Buddha. What's the question? I said, I do have a problem with Buddha. What's the problem? I said, Buddha, he was a guy. Buddha was wise. Buddha was nice. But then Buddha dies. This. <laughs> so he looked at me and said, what's about Christ? I said, Christ, he's a guy. He is wise. He is nice. Even he's died. But he arrived and he's alive. <laughs> that was different. He was mad. Shut up your mouth. Don't try to preach to me. Go to your bed. 
Rest well. Think carefully. Tomorrow morning before the breakfast, you need to inform me. If you go to tell me you just made fun with the missionary, everything okay. But if you try to follow Jesus, you have to leave this family without any inheritance. And don't turn it back unless you say no to Jesus. So I went to my bed, but I was not able to rest at all. I was wrestling with myself and with all other God. So I keep turning back and forth, and I come to a point and say, Oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. I don't know how to pray with you, but I don't want to pray with my old gods again. Jesus, if you're real, you need to help me. I don't know what to do. And suddenly, Holy Spirit came into my room. Incredible way. He reminded me the song that just sing every night. You remember 50 years ago, they don't have PowerPoint projector like we have today. So, and the song 50 years ago is very long songs. It's not short chorus like you sing in today. Sometimes one song, four, five, six chorus. So sing the very long song and no projector like we have. So they have to teach verse by verse, sentence by sentence. So 30 to 45 minutes, they keep singing back and forth the same song to make sure everybody memorize the song. Of course, at the witch doctor, I never opened my mouth and sang to the song, but I did not pluck my ear. Somehow song keep coming, coming. I did not aware that I already memorized many of their songs. When I will cry out from my heart, on that bed, Holy Spirit picked up a song and made me sing it on. And the song were, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. You know that song, right? No turning back, no turning back. The cross before me, the word behind me, no turning back. Though the one with me still I will follow, no turning back, no turning back. I don't know how many times I sang that song, but I keep singing until I went to sleep just like a baby. Next morning when I was so asleep, my grandfather woke me up and said, wake up, wake up, wake up. So I woke up but not really awake after a long night battle. And he looked at me and he yelled very loud, tell me what your disease is. And then he faked in red and you know, I really scared, I don't know what's going on now. And he kept yelling, yelling. So I don't know how I can respond to him. And he said, tell me what you're deceased. Suddenly so I opened my mouth. I said, the song, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. We are excited, but nothing. He won't matter. Shut up your mouth. No turning back, huh? It's time for you to leave this family without any inheritance. And don't turn in back unless you say no to Jesus. I said, oh, Jesus. What am I going to do? Where am I going to stay? The whole town we honored to have me as a Buddhist monk and a witch doctor, but not a Christian. Because to them, become a Christian, that means you not worship your ancestor. You not worship all those the gods. So when I cry from my heart, and suddenly another song came, many things about tomorrow. I don't seem to understand. But I know who holds tomorrow, and I know he holds my head. 
when I'm singing the song, our door will knock. Open the door, becoming a wish doctor. So he looks at him there. What next? Don't you know that I lost my grandson and now what? So the wish doctor very humble. says, sir, doctor, the reason I'm here because the whole town, a rumor that brother I is now quits all our gods and come to follow Jesus. So my master sent me here, tried to bring him back to witchcraft. I said, oh good, come in, come in, bring him back, bring him back. So the witch doctor walked in and looked at me and said, brother I, is that rumor true? I said, yeah. He said, how come you become a highest level of witch doctor in our town and now you quit to so follow Jesus? I said, let's sit down and talk. So we discuss, we debate, we argue for five hours. And of course, you don't want to tell you what we discussed for that five hours. Because you might have the curfew tonight. But I put all those stories in the book of From Wish Doctor to an Pastor. And this book now translates into seven languages already. So we discuss, and I come to a point with the guy, I say, look, you and I, we all know. All our gods that we serve are dead. And all of them are laid behind the grave. All the world religion leaders were wonderful when they were alive and wonderful teaching. But what happened to them? They are dead and lay behind the grave. Jesus, the only one, arose from the dead and left behind empty tomb. I rather put my life, my trust in the living God because he able to help himself to get out the grave. He can help us. How can though the gods not able to help themselves to get out the grave? They're not able to help themselves. How can they help you and me? So finally, that wish doctor, instead of bringing me back to witchcraft, he kneeled down, accepts Jesus as the Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Next day, they send another witch doctor higher level. It takes me only four hours to let him do the law. <laughs> Next day, they send another one higher level. It took only three hours to do the law. So one day after another, in one week of my conversion, seven witch doctors were sent to me. All give their life to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now what happened? After one week of conversion, now I become a cell group leader. And seven witch doctors in my cell group. So every day I ran to missionary to learn, and at night time I teach them. And together, we start to reach our people. And four years, even before I graduated from Bible college, in four years, we start a church with 10,570 members. All witchcraft in my town was scared to death. Though they stopped, they don't want to send any more witch doctor. You know why, right? They don't want to lose all the witch doctor. But they call all the witch doctor in trees. They come together for 24 hours fasting, pray, and spell the curse over me. The curse that me that I can never marry, can never have children, and never, never, never able to have a son to carry his family name. But I'm glad that I believe the Bible. This book tells me that Jesus Christ came all the way from heaven to this earth 
not only die for our sins, but he also destroyed the work of devil. He also break all the curse from generation to generation. And I declare that I go to win the battle based on the word of the law. So now, April 1975, when the last helicopter get off from American embassy roof in Saigon, Vietnam fell into communism. So our leader come together, spend one hour to pray, to seek the Lord. At the prayer, one of the leaders said, guys, let's pack very light. Let's get on the van, ride to the riverbank, get a boat, and get out of the country before Comrade took over and put us in jail. I was excited while I was packing stuff. Holy Spirit, remind me. The prophecy, when I was ordained, they lay hand on me, pray, and one of the missionaries prophesied me. He said, son, I have called you. I have chosen you to be my servant. Be faithful to me, and I will be faithful to you. Even though you are going to face with a lot of trial and difficulty, but don't give up. As long as you're faithful to me, I will be faithful to you. I will raise you up as the leader of the church in the nation of Vietnam before I send you all over the world to be an apostle to prepare my church for the rapture. It was wonderful. And I thought myself, well, I'm already leader of the church in Vietnam. Now it's time for me to travel as an apostle around the world. So we get the van, we roll to the river, we get on the boat. By the time I step on the boat and Holy Spirit show up again. He said, Paul, what are you doing on this boat? Paul was in my name. My name in Vietnamese is Chan Din Ai. That means stop loving the world. When I get saved, people that just say, Brother Ai, you exactly like Saul in the Bible. You release us like him. You hate the gospel like him. You persecute the church like him. But you know what? God get hold of Saul and change his name from Saul become Paul. So, brother, I, you put me Paul. I, I said, well, I don't know what it means, but any name come out from Bible have to be a good name. So, Paul, I be fine, you know. So, I get the name Paul. I. But one week later, when I read through the Bible, I thought, oh, oh, they gave me the wrong name. <laughs> Paul, this guy, prison at the prison. I don't want to be in prison like him, you know. But it's too late to change your name when at the week everybody called your name Paul. So when I was on the boat and Holy Spirit said, Paul, what are you doing on this boat? Do you want to be a Jonah on this boat? I don't know if you know the story of Jonah. I don't have time to tell you, but Jonah is a guy. God sent him to this city to preach the gospel. He could go opposite when he ran away from God. So when he was on the boat, the storm came up and people threw him to the, the ocean. So when I heard that question, Paul, I, what do you do on this boat? Do you want to be a Joe down this boat? I am telling you, I was scared to death. My friend on the boat looked at me and said, Brother, I, what's wrong with you? Are you seasick? I said, no, I'm not. I said, look at your face. Look at a dead man. Your face turned to blue and you get sweat. What's wrong with you, brother? I said, well, I just heard the word of the Lord. Wonderful, brother. We are about to make a very dangerous journey on the ocean. We need a word from the Lord. What God spoke to you, brother? I. 
and say, well, God asked me, do I want to be a Jonah on this boat? What? Jonah, get out of the boat. We don't want to take Jonah with us. They made me have to leave the boat, you know. <laughs> when I left the boat, I thought myself, stupid. How come I that stupid? I should have told them that. I should keep quiet, then I can leave to travel around the world. But I'm glad I told them, otherwise I'm not here today. They didn't make it. They lost the life of the ocean. So I'm grateful to the Lord. So I get on the van, I drove back the church, and following Sunday, one o'clock in the morning, I was arrested. They blind me up, they locked me, put in a truck and drove me five hours and put me in an underground prison. And after months of interrogate, they put me together with politicians. So politic prison for brainwash. When I get into that prison, I met all the politicians. And I'm telling you now, I know why my dad don't want me to involve in politics. You know, in Vietnam, to be able to involve politics, you have to go to school. They will teach you four years. They will train you how to tell a lie legally. And after four years, they give you a degree called law degree. <laughs> and that you're able to get into politics. So though the men have very good talk, but they never walk the way they talk. He said, Reverend I, quick your faith. Come and join our party. Let's start a new party, a new constitution, a new law. Everything will be new, 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 new. I said, you stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. How come you promise people everything new? At the same time, you're struggling with your old man inside. Every day, you are frustrated with drugs, with sex, with corruption, with problems. But I'm telling you what, in my Bible... Said, whoever in Christ become a new creation, all your old life will pass away, all will become new in Jesus. Well, six months later, though the politicians found out that's the truth, they give their life to Jesus and turn politics present into church. Hallelujah. Well, we accept excited, but not the government over there. So they cannot brainwash, so now they transform me to another prison. They put me in a life sentence prison with the criminal and drug dealer for life. When they send me to prison for 10,000 prisoners, they put me in a cell, 18 by 24, packed 88 young men for life. And when do the young men were sentenced for life, nobody cared for them anymore. They don't have anything else, only one shot, and then they keep put all tattoos in their body. They have tiger, lion, dragon, cobra snake, spiders. It's like a little zoo on their body by all those tattoos. Do you have that? You can put that um, photo. Okay, see? So when I walk into that room, they look at me and say, what are you doing? I said, I'm a pastor. A pastor? What kind of crime you involved? I said, no, I'm not involved in crime. Man, you must be a wrong place. If you are not a crime, not a criminal, why they put you here? I said, my God sent me here as an ambassador from heaven to bring you hope where you're hopeless. What? There is no hope in this place, man. I said, yes, that's the reason why God sent me here. Two big guys push me over the wall and take off my clothes. By the time they take off my clothes, you can go to the next slide. They saw I have 
tattoo on my body more than any one of them. By the way, this tattoo is the name of the 3,366 God. So every three months, we put one tattoo that's a group of God and the name of the other God. So that's how I memorize all the name of the other God. So when they saw all tattoos in my body, they looked and said, what are you really doing? I said, I'm really a pastor. A pastor? A pastor with his all tattoo? You look like a gangster more than a pastor. I said, well, you know what? I even worse more than a gangster. But I'm telling you the story. What story? Story how God changed many gangsters to become pastor. How long the story take? I said, well, I have time. I have story. If you're patient, I'll tell you some. Make it short. We don't have much time to hear a long story. I said, that's fine. You know, I have full version. I have long version. I have short version. So since you don't have time, I'm going to give you short version. But I feel sorry for you, guy. How come you're stupid? You end up your life in prison for life and you try to tell me you don't have time to hear a story to change your life from death to life. And I say, oh, by the way, do you know, Luke Madonna, I mentioned the name of the top gangster of the country. Of course, everybody know him. He said, oh yeah, I know him. He was my boss. I said, you know what? He's my disciple. Huh? Are you kidding me? I said, no. So I told her, yeah, that's my boss. How come my boss become your disciple? I said, do you want to know his story? Yeah, tell me the story how my boss become your disciple. What version? Full version, long version, or short version? Say, it doesn't matter what version. I want to know how my boss become your disciple. So I keep telling the story. And story after story, I have to make it short. Three months later, all those gangsters come to worship Jesus. So we transfer from criminal prison into another church. Wow, God. Yes, we, we, we glory our God. Praise the Lord. But the authority wasn't happy. So they locked me up. They moved me to another prison. After seven hours, they pulled me out from the truck. I saw a lot of women in what place? I was wondering, where is this place? All women. Then I saw the sign. The girl prostitute prison. Because I thought though the politician not able to brainwash, though the criminal not able to beat me up and torture me and discourage me. So now, though the prostitute will go to knock me out. So it was long. All story in my book, but I don't have time to tell you. So anyway, Six months later, that whole prostitute prison come to worship Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So what I'm trying to tell you is that Emmanuel, God be with you. Wherever you are, he will be with you. So I spent almost 10 and a half years in eight different prisons. And four times, Angel, show up and take me out of prison. So I don't have time to go all that detail, but after he take me out, and normally if you were taken out of prison without a release certificate, you have to hide somewhere. But I went to preach the gospel. So I went to preach for the youth conference. Six different youth conference I preached. I met a school teacher. She quit her job and go full-time at the 
children pastor, and we chat a little bit, and we left. But on the seventh conference, the pastor of the church invited to have dinner together, and rain, cat and dog, we were not able to leave. So we keep talking to late evening, we fell in love. So she told me, you better go to see my parents to get a permission for a date. So I went and met with him, and they checked me out. And because her father was an elder of big church, the funding missionary and church planter. He know all pastor. He never met me. He heard about my name. So he took about 15 minutes to check me out. And after 15 minutes, he found, oh, oh, you are crazy preacher people talking about. I heard a lot about you. And he looked at me and said, sir, since you are crazy preacher, please don't marry our daughter. I look at him and say, why? He said, because my daughter is crazy teacher. She quit her job as a school teacher and she go full-time as a children pastor and under persecution of communists. So people call her crazy teacher. If a crazy preacher marry a crazy teacher, you're double crazy. You'll be trouble. We don't want your involved your trouble. I said, sir, the whole world are crazy anyway. But the world are crazy for hell. We are crazy for eternity, for the kingdom of God. Why not? So I keep coming back every Sunday evening. Six months later, we engage, and a year later, we marry. When I marry, we doctors say, oh, he can marry, but he can never have children. But two years later, we have first child, and we name after my wife. My wife named Ruth I, so we name her Baby Ruth. I did not know that in America you have a baby, a baby root candy, you know. <laughs> we didn't know until I come here. So, two years later, we come out another one we named Mary. So my wife and I decided, okay, let's find some magazine to read to learn how to have a son. So we collect many magazines. We read what to eat, what to read, what to do. We do exactly what I thought. Two years later, it come out Esther. Oh, we just said, no way for Peter I to get a son. I said, okay, you say no way, but my Lord said, I am the way, the truth, the light. So we decided to look for a doctor. So we went to a lady doctor and she put out her calendar and said, this day you eat this, this day ring this, eat this, this, this. So we do exactly what she told her. Two years later, come out Elizabeth. I don't know if you, you have that photo there. Okay. So all we doctors said, no way for Peter Paul I to have a son. I said, yes, you say no way, but my Lord Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Wait and see. So two years later, David, our son, was born. Did you see David, how handsome he Because he looked like he's dead, right? <laughs> now, listen. I was disowned by my family for almost 10 years. But when they saw David were born, they know that only Jesus able to break through the curses from witchcraft. And all my dead family, my mom family, over 365 members that disowned me for many years, now they saw the miracle that God break all through the curse, give me a son, they all come to follow Jesus. Hallelujah. So I planned thousands of churches around the world and in Vietnam, but I stuck a sick church in my family alone. And I passed by my brother, my sister, my in-law, now my niece, my nephew, 
I become pastor and missionary. So I have a message for you. Bible says, believe in Jesus Christ. You and your household shall be saved. Tonight I'm here. I don't want to encourage you to join a religion. Religion are good. But religion will give you burden after burden after burden. But Jesus Christ come not to give you any more burden. Jesus said, come to me. All are heavy burden and I give you rest. To become a Christian not means you join a church or a denomination. Become a Christian, you recognize that there is a creator creating you and me different from animal. See, all animal got created big, strong like elephant, violent like a tiger, beautiful like a cat, the head in the front, the tail on the back. But you and I, God created different from the animal under his image. And he blow his spirit into our nose. We become a living spirit. And he says, very good. So you and I are very good because we are created under his image and we have his spirit inside. But many of people today, they don't have a relationship with God. So that's why they live in suffering, in hopeless. And tonight, my message to you is this. Remember your creator and return to him and have a personal relation with him. And then, he will change your life. So I don't know how many of you here or you watch me online. That you maybe go to church, maybe you have religion, but you don't have a personal relationship with God, your creator. I would like to invite you to return to him. All world leaders in politics and religion have their birthday, have their death day, but none of them have resurrection day like Jesus Christ that we celebrate yesterday. And if you return to him and invite him to come into your life, he will transform your life. And not only he transform your life, he also transform your beloved one. Because the Bible says in Acts 16.31, believe in Jesus Christ, you and your household shall be saved. The same God transformed my life. He's going to transform your life as well. And the choir come to sing, I would like to let you know that the same Jesus Christ changed my life, changed my family, my relative, my community. He do that not only in Vietnam, he do that in Cambodia, in Laos, Thailand, Myanmar, Malaysia, many countries around the world. And he do that here in the United States or wherever you are. The same God yesterday, today, forever. He respect of no one. If the same Jesus changed my life, he will change your life. It's not about religion.
What about relationship? Sin, I connect my relate with him. He transformed my life. When harmony put me in prison for life, I pray every night. When I get into my mosquito net, I preach to myself. And I preach in English. And you know, I never go to English school. But I pray in tongue, I read Bible, and I read old King James Bible. It's like speaking tongue already. <laughs> so they record, they say, what language you preaching? I say, I preach in English. Why English? You think CIA go to get you? I say, no. The only CIA I know that is Christian in action. But I know one day God will send me around the world to preach the gospel. He looked at me and said, no way. You never get out of prison. You don't ever think you can get out of the country. I said, well, wait and see. You are young, I'm young. Guess what? When they get out of prison, this guy will fire and sell newspaper on the street. Here, Paul, I travel over 70 nations around to preach the gospel. Because God is faithful. When He created you and I, He has a plan for us. He said, my plan is not harm you, but bless you. My plan is to prosper you, give you hope and brighter future. Friend, particularly all young people, if you are thinking about a brighter future, some of you are thinking education will help you. An old man, 71-year-old, travel around the world. 51-year ministry, I can tell you. Only God can give you a brighter future. So return to Him. Build a personal relationship with Him. He will give you a brighter future. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Chi Alpha at the University of Virginia podcast. For more information, you can visit our website, xaatuva.com.